Amen. Thank you very much. Tonight's a sad night to me in a way, and it's an exciting night to me because I, it's the last message in the Revelation, last chapter, and I have really enjoyed studying this. I hope you all have. I've got Every time I go through it and do a study on it, I get something new out of it, something good, and I just enjoy studying this great book of Revelation. I'd like to read the last chapter. It's only 21 verses, but it's very important verses. Revelation 22, verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded a fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see in his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophet sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly, blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophets of this book. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophets of this book, for the time is at hand. He is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed they do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers, and whoremongers and murderers and adulterers, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, and the bride and morning star, and the spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is thirst come, and whosoever will let him take of the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophet of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of it the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. He which testifies these things says, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. 
Heavenly Father, I pray again that you'll bless the reading and study of thy word to each one of us tonight. What a blessed book this has been to us in the past and in the present. And we know, Lord, if you don't come soon, it'll be in the future. So we ask you to bless each one tonight in a very special way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was going through this chapter again, and uh, I love to read it over and over because there's so much things that I personally look forward to. I look forward to Jesus coming back. I look forward to seeing His face. I look forward to seeing my loved ones that's going on to be the Lord, seeing them soon. And this last chapter says we're going to do all those things. Now, uh, I want to take this, this chapter verse by verse for just a few minutes. And I want to show all those who believe on Him as a personal Savior certain things that mean a great deal to us. Verse 1 and 2 and he showed me a pure river of, out of the throne, running up, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Now in the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, uh, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nations. Now notice, first of all, verses 1 and 2 establishes the fact that in our new glorified bodies, we will still enjoy the habit of eating. Amen? Now remember, 1 John 3, 2 tells us, when we see Jesus, we shall be like Him. And every time that somebody asks me, what is heaven going to be like? <clears throat> I go back and I read or give them these words from 1 John chapter 3, verse 2 said we're going to be like Him, and I go back and I want to know how Jesus was after His resurrected body. And I find that Jesus ate in His glorified body, so that means we will too. Uh, we'll drink pure, refreshing water direct from the throne of God. And that means there's no pollution there, only pure water. Notice also we'll eat delicious health-producing fruit, from the tree of life. Now remember, Adam and Eve sinned by eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, Genesis chapter 2, verse 17. But God drove them out of the garden of Eden and did not let them eat of the tree of life. But here in verses 1 and 2 of Revelation 22, the saints of God are in the very presence of God, and now we can eat of the tree of life to our heart's desire, or our heart's content, which means... No more doctors, no more sickness, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more death. This is a life tree. I think uh, God did mankind a great favor when He brought into our life death. And we think of death as a horrible thing, but it's not. Because if you think about living in this old sinful body and it deteriorating forever and ever and ever, that'd be a horrible situation, wouldn't it? But God said, by the tree of life, being dead and we're going to eat of the tree of life, that means we're going to live forever and ever without all the curse that goes with uh, Adam sinning in the garden. Now verse 3, And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. The curse of sin originated in the garden of Eden, but now it is obliterated forever. Verse 4, And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. 
Can you imagine? Here's, here's one of the things I like about this chapter. I'm going to get to see Jesus finally one of these days. I've preached about Him. I've talked about Him. I've got people to believe in Him for salvation uh, or, or encourage people to believe in Him. And uh, one of these days, I've been looking forward to all these years that I've been talking about it, of just seeing Him. And the Bible says here we're going to get to do that. Amen? And we're going to get to see Him forever and ever. And notice the seal, it simply means ownership. My God owns me. Amen? You know when the devil gets after me, I, I tell him every day he gets behind me and gets after me, you can't have me. I belong to my God. Amen? And I'm sealed by God. Verse 5, uh, if you would please, Revelation 22, verse 5, And there shall be no night there, need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord, Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Now, in other words, we have no need of the sun no longer. Jesus, in His glory, will be our light forever. I, I was studying this one day, and it led me back to the temple worship where God came down and this, the Bible said that His glory filled the temple and it was so bright and so, that men could not even go in the temple. They couldn't even get near it because of His glory. Can you imagine one day looking upon that? But we are. Then notice God cannot lie. His favor, verse 6, with me please. And He said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the Holy Prophet sent His angels showed unto His servants the things which must shortly be done. And this shortly just simply means when it begins to take place, it's going to happen fast. And verse 6, God cannot lie. He's faithful. These things come on and they're coming quickly, speedily. Then in verse 7, verse 7, Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. In Luke chapter 21, verse 28, Jesus is saying where these things begin to happen, they will happen in a hurry. And He gives you a certain thing that's going to happen on that day in Luke 21, verse 28. And what it's saying is you better be ready. And I've talked to people a lot of times down through the years that said, well, I'm going to live my life like I want to and then uh, down at the end of my life I'm just going to call on the Lord and and then I'll get saved as Jesus. No, you won't. It's going to happen too quickly. Verse 8 and 9. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel, which showed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See, thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and thy brethren, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. I read that and I, I, I said, you know, it's too bad if people don't learn to, there's one thing you worship in this old world. That's God. Amen? And all eternity. And I thank God for His grace and compassion. And He still forgives us our mistakes. In Revelation chapter 19, John had done this same thing back in John chapter 19. I mean, Revelation chapter 19, he fell down to worship the angel, and God told him then, no, you don't do that. Here you're doing it again. And God says again to him, don't do that. Aren't you glad? You know, it's grace. You know, it seemed like if God told you not to do something directly, uh, as you went ahead and done it, it looked like he just 
See, that's enough to get rid of you. Be him. That's grace. We make mistakes all the time. Verse 10. And he saith unto me, Seal not to see the prophets of this book, for the time is at hand. Now you can't understand that fully till you go back to Daniel chapter 12 in verse 4. And God told Daniel the prophecy that he was prophesying about these times to come. He told Daniel, seal up the book. In other words, he don't understand it. These things hadn't happened yet. And he told Daniel, seal up the book until the time of the end. Now here in Revelation chapter 22, he's told him not to seal it. He's telling him now, uh, don't seal up the book now. In other words, these things are taking place. For the time is at hand, it's come. The same thing that Daniel chapter 12 verse 4 is talking about, here it's taking place. Now the time for revealing of prophecies, truth, has come. We're to be made aware of the future. Down through the ages, God has been working on a timetable, on a plan for the ages. And God wants us to understand this period of time we live in and understand God's program. And once these events begin to happen, they will happen quickly. And knowing this, we're to be prepared. And you study the book of Revelation, know about the rapture, know about the tribulation, know about the great white throne judgment, and it's going to come to pass. Now, verse 11, He is unjust, let him be unjust still. He which is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. You know what he's talking about that? After death you can't change. That's all it's saying. If you're saved, you'll be saved there. If you're lost, you'll be lost there. It's just that simple. In other words, you must choose now what you shall be before that. Now, because of verse 12. Now look at verse 12. And behold, I come quickly. That's the reason. If Jesus is coming quickly, you ain't going to have time. And he said, I am Alpha and Omega, uh, in verse 13, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. God is saying here, I started salvation, I will finish salvation. And if you receive the gospel invitation, you'll be happy because of verse 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. Doing His commandments is receiving Jesus Christ as Savior. And by doing so, we have the right to heaven. I like this. The old devil comes around and says, See what he's done? Uh, he, he can't go to heaven. Oh, yes, I can because I have a right to heaven. Amen? And Jesus has made me right. But those who reject Jesus as Savior are described in verse 15. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and adulterers and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Now that's on the outside. But we're not on the outside. Blessed that he that keepeth his commandments, that's us. The only way anyone can become a new creature in Christ Jesus in Second Corinthians 5 verse 17 is there's no doubt the destiny of those who reject God's message about God's Son revealed in this book then is the one that's not going to heaven. Then notice verse 16. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. 
I am the root and offspring of David, and the bright and morning star. Now the only way, again, uh, notice, who have dared question God. The message of Revelation is true because Jesus himself is the inaugurator of it. Jesus calls himself the root and offspring of David. As the root, he is David's Lord. And as his offspring, he is David's son, the incarnate Christ. Jesus is the God-man, the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice verse 17 now. Verse 17, And the Spirit and the Bride. Now notice that that word Spirit does capitalize. So that means the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let him hear say, Come. And let him that is thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. I love verse 17. I've said this all down through the years of preaching the uh, Word of God and dealing with people. If you want to come, you can come. My God will not reject any man that wants to come to Him. It's up to you. If you'll come to the Lord Jesus God, says one last time here, believe in me. Come to me. Invite me into your heart and life. You'll have everlasting gain and nothing to lose. God wants you to come to Him. The Holy Spirit and the Bride wants you to come. That is the church and the Holy Spirit. God Himself wants you to come. Now, notice, the order of life is free. You know, I've studied something, I've studied religions. And I can tell you just about every one of them false religion on this. Some of them encourage you to try to buy religion. In, in other words, buy your good works, or buy your money you're given, or buying good, uh, doing good deeds. In other words, they want you to try to buy religion. You can't do it. True religion, true salvation is free. God made it free. Salvation is a free gift to whosoever will may come. You know, I, I, I love the little place where Jesus uh, was looking at people giving in the offering. And a lot of them would come by and give a lot. And then a little woman in the church come in and give just a mite. You know, that's the least of monies. And Jesus asked his disciples, who do you think give the most here? And of course, they thought somebody give give $1,000, somebody give $10,000. He said, no, she give what she had. And that's all God's ever asked. That's all he's ever asked. It's free. Salvation is absolutely free. Now, if you reject this invitation, if you think this book is unimportant, if you're an unbeliever, then verse is 18 and 19. Watch it. For I testify to every man that heareth the words of the prophets of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of this book, of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Then notice God closes this great book with one of the greatest prayers. He which testified these things says, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with all. Amen. I love that word grace right at the end of it all. 
God in all of His grace. I studied the ark, and I studied it. God told Noah to come into the ark, and Noah did exactly what God told him to do. He built the ark. He did everything that God told him to do. And I've heard people talk, talk about when Noah worked his way into the ark because he he built and he done and he worked his way and that's so he worked his way into salvation. Oh no, he didn't, because the Bible makes it very plain that Noah acted by faith. What that means is God told him what to do and he did it. Amen. And then he went into the ark. And then God was already in the ark because he said come into the ark. That means he's in there before he ever got there. So he's asking him to come to himself. And I, I kept reading in the, about Noah's faith and, and then the Bible says that he did not shut that door for seven more days after they got in. Think about that for just a minute. The whole lost world out there could have went through that door in seven days, but they refused to do so. But that's still the grace of God. I, I led an elderly man to the Lord one time years ago, and somebody come up to me. I was giving the, the testimony of leading him to the Lord, and somebody come, well, preacher, do you really think a man can get saved on his deathbed? And you know what my answer is? What about the man on the cross? He hung there between Jesus, on one side of Jesus. He didn't have time to come down. He couldn't do all the other things. He was his deathbed. And I believe with all my soul, anybody that wants to can come to Christ as long as they got breath. Amen. You know why? Because of God's grace. Uh, hey, I don't deserve heaven. And neither does anybody else. That's grace. But I like this. He which testifies these things says, Surely I come quickly. Amen. And even so come Lord Jesus. You know what? I got lost friends that I pray for every day. They get saved. And somebody said, Well, preacher, if Jesus comes today, they would be saved. they'd be unsaved and they'd go to hell. And don't you want to pray and say, Lord, wait a little while. Let me reach them. Let me deal with them more. No, you pray, Lord, come today because think of all the ones if Jesus did not come today that's going to reject the Lord Jesus Christ and spend eternity in hell. If He comes today, that's grace. And I pray every day, even so come, Lord Jesus. Even if somebody rejects Him today, even if somebody don't care about Him today, even so come, Lord Jesus. Amen. I'm looking forward to it. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for being in this place with your people and enjoying the fact that being able to preach to people we've never even seen by technology you've given us, Lord, and has let us know what this book has meant to them as we've gone through this study. And I pray, dear God, if there's somebody listening that here that knows these truths, that Jesus is coming soon that they'll stop for just a minute their lives and think about Jesus and what He is and who He is. He's the Savior of the world and they could be their Savior if they would simply say, Lord Jesus, I trust You to save my soul. So I ask You to let it be so in Jesus' name.